Want you to get up this morning Skip around like a lamb Well, he God God don't never change God will be God This is Cynical Sheep And tonight we're back with Joe Robido. Joe, how's it going? Joe Robido. It is good. How are you guys? Doing well. Joe, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, just in case uh, they're just coming in. that You've been on the show before. Yeah, I'm a pastor of a church uh, up here in Anchorage, Alaska. Um, been here for right at five years. Um, spent a lot of time in, uh, in the South, Louisiana, Georgia, North Carolina before uh, coming up this way. Um, but... Um, yeah, we are. Uh, we're we're finally out of the fullness of winter and breaking into our short summer, which is uh, which is awesome. We're getting into our uh, first, I guess, first summer. Yeah, here <laughs> summer light. pre-summer. Yeah, pre-summer. Yeah, yeah. Pre yeah. That's right. No mm -hmm. spring here. Yeah. Mm -mm. None. A tornado season currently. Yeah. Yeah. Tornado number yeah. one, number one. Yeah, tornado season number one. That's right. That's right. Uh, well, Joe, Joe, tell us about where you grew up. Yeah, so I grew up in West Monroe, Louisiana. Um, you know, born and and graduated high school. Uh, spent uh, college years in Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, so a lot of young life in North Louisiana before um uh went over to to atlanta for seminary and then back to north louisiana for church work and all that kind of stuff and um so um yeah got a lot of a lot of uh louisiana uh blood and sweat and memory and all that stuff so. <laughs> all the good stuff yeah, yeah that's right <laughs> well, and uh were you raised in the church joe um, yeah, I was. So um, the way I would sort of describe uh, that is um, my, my, my grandparents attended a little small Methodist church kind of out in the country. Um, and there was an expectation that, uh, that my mom and dad and then us as the grandkids were going to be at church. And so we, we attended church with them for a lot of my childhood. Um, and then probably around the end of elementary, first of junior high, somewhere in there, um, we just, we stopped going to church for, for, for a few years. And then towards the sort of end of junior high, being of high school, I started attending a church with my best friend and, you know, sort of met Jesus through my experiences at that point in time. Um, it sort of became a, a real thing to me versus, the, oh, man, we got to go to church today, you know, kind of kind of thing. Um, and uh, my parents started attending with uh, with me where I was at, at that point in time. So yeah, I grew up in the church, um, started taking it seriously, you know, teenage years, somewhere around there. Yeah. Cool. So, so you getting back in church, that what got your parents back in church? Yeah, well, <clears throat> can read into yep. that? Yep. Yep. That's right. Yeah. That's that. That was our story is um, they, uh, they, they, they kind of followed me um, at that point where, where I would go and, and, um, and, uh, seemed to, uh, yeah, seemed to, seemed to be kind of a catalyst for, for their own, um, you know, kind of faith journey and where they were taking part and plugging in that kind of stuff. That's cool. That's cool. May I have you on a third time just to talk about that part of your story? That seems, sure. seems like a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
So I'm thankful. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry, Tony. Go ahead. No, I was going to say I'm thankful that uh, my parents didn't follow me down any of my. <laughs> my Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who I'd go to now. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, if I'd have done that to them, but no, that's that's an awesome story, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so what what made you decide to get in into ministry? Um, yeah, I was, well, um, boy, that I'll try to give you the shortish answer of that. Um, I was very thankful. I was a very, I was very grateful, um, for, um, you know, what I felt, uh, I had been blessed with a really great life. Um, you know, good, good childhood, lots of great memories. You know, my great parents, great grandparents, um, a lot of people who believed in me and, and, um, and I just felt sort of towards, you know, first to college right around that area that, you know, Hey, I'd, I'd love, I feel like I've been blessed by, by, you know, by God. And so what can I do to, to give back and, and, and some ministry, you know, popped into my head and I started to sort of pursue that, um, and, um, plan to go to seminary after college, which I, I did. And, and, and so on. Um, uh, the reason I say the shortish version is because I, you know, I first started in ministry, probably my first three or four years. Um, it was really, it ended up really being more about me than about, you know, serving or calling or, or anything like that. I was sort of thinking through my own, you know, selfish human lens a lot. And, 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 you know, I, I had sort of a, a like experience where I, I felt like the Holy Spirit was kind of convicting me and, and sort of saying, hey, Joe, like, if you're going to do this, if you're going to, you know, you may have had good intentions on the front end, maybe, but if you're actually going to do this, you got to do this. And this has got to be something that matters um, uh, for a lot more than just what are you getting out of it or what's your experience of it and, and so forth. And so I sort of feel like I had a second kind of calling experience really more so than, than, um, you know, than just sort of, I got called and then I got into ministry and Everything was gravy from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's that's cool. And for everybody that didn't know, you uh, you played ball, right, in college, mm-hmm. Joe? Yeah, so played baseball. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For people that don't know Joe and learn a little bit more about him, there you go. There's a little nugget for you. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um. So we're gonna uh jump into a couple of questions, I suppose, and uh. Joe's been so good to come on, uh, like some other guests of ours, and just answer some questions. We kind of we started down this road trying to give uh, our guests an opportunity and give others some insight into the into the ministry and what it's like, and so give uh, give people to come a chance, come on too, and talk about you know what's uh, what uh, is joyous and what can be um, troubling and all of those things. So. Uh, yeah, so let's just jump into it. What what uh what's the hardest part about being in ministry, Jody? You <laughs> the hardest part. Are you guys so you guys looking for like gentle honesty, brutal honesty? What scale are we going? <laughs> wow. That depends on that depends on you because I'm I'm linking you in the show notes, brother. <laughs> if you wish That's to right. remain anonymous, I'll have to do a you lot might, of cutting you out. Might to, you might have some folks be like, that guy was a jerk. You don't need to bring him um, the, the hardest part of ministry. Um yeah. you know, I think the I think the hardest part of ministry um is boy it's it's the 
it's the weight of expectation right it's the you, you've got you, you've got a lot of people um and and people are people right people are why we do this people can also be the hard part of this right and and every single person kind of comes to it with their own expectations what 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 did they experience in church growing up do they have any sort of church experience what what do they think a pastor is what do they think a pastor does um you know and and so on and i mean the, the joke that everyone has heard right is you know, you only work on Sundays. So like, what's the big deal? And, right. and, you know, we pastors do work, church people, you know, do work um, more than just on, on, on Sundays. And so I, I think, I think, you know, especially in the, in the role and the seat that I'm in right now, it, it's, it's balancing those expectations and, and while at the same time, um, not, not being offended all the time, not letting it crush you, yeah. you know, all, all of those, those, those things um, that, that can, uh, they can kind of weigh, weigh a pastor down. Um, you know, these, these last two years, especially in the, in the season that, you know, we, we've gone through with all of the COVID restrictions and the non-restrictions and the more, all of that stuff um, has legitimately been the hardest. This has been the hardest two years of ministry that I've experienced, um, you know, I've been doing it for right at 20 years now. Um, and, and it has so much to do with that expectation piece, you know, before, yeah. before you knew that you're going to make decisions and people are not going to always be happy with the decisions that are being right. made. <laughs> this, this season that we've been in every decision you make, you know, 25% of the people who are part of your church body are going, not just disagree. They're going to, <laughs> vehemently and angrily and violently yeah. <laughs> and yeah so um that is and there's that's, just no way to avoid that I mean, there's no way to avoid it yeah there's no way to avoid it. there yeah. is no way to avoid it um and so uh so yeah you you just you know you got to be you got to be good at um you got to be good at at I, something that i say a lot to our staff is is we've, we've got to have thick skin and a soft heart because the, your people are going to they're gonna you know hopefully metaphorically they're gonna shoot arrows at you you know they're gonna throw daggers they're gonna do all of these things um but we can't let it make us callous uh and that is a, a huge challenge it's a huge challenge yeah. that none of us succeed at all the time every day yeah yeah um ha, ha, yeah that's that's good and i guess as a follow-up if, if if there were a change that could be made what would you like to see changed about the ministry i mean don't say um, the carpet yeah the carpet right don't yeah. say the carpet <laughs> um yeah magic magic wand magic wand mm-hmm. i i and i don't i don't know this is this, this sounds too simplistic i i wish um i wish i wish uh, Jesus followers, I wish we would not fight for our preferences as hard as we seem to fight for our preferences. And what I mean by that is, is, is I just, I have more conversations about some, like the, you brought the carpet, like that kind of stuff. I have more conversations, right. Um, more, you know, dialogues, more, <laughs> you know, people come into, cause they're upset over that kind of said, well, we, you know, you, I had my DB meter out and you were at 92 this week instead of 88. Like you told me that we were going to be at going, yeah. right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like we, you have so many things like that. And, 
I get it. Like I, I really, I empathize with we're, we're, we're again, we're humans. We like what we like. Yeah. We don't like what we don't like. I, I really and truly get it. But just for me, and I might be on an yeah. island on this part of it. I, I, I believe that as someone who is a Jesus follower, right? I, I've, mm-hmm. you know, I've been saved. I am, I'm a follower of Jesus. I know where my eternity lies one day. I, it is no longer about me. I just don't think it's about me any mm. anymore. And it's about, hey, who who else? Like who else can we reach? Who else is out there that 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 needs a relationship okay. with Jesus, that needs an experience with the Holy Spirit? And I I don't I don't I don't feel like that is the motivation for all of us, right? And mm. again, I get it, I, I understand it, yeah. but if I could if I could wave the magic wand and change anything, it would be that we would say, hey, I prefer these things. But if these things over here are going to help us uh, more effectively reach another generation or an unchurched person or, well, then, yeah, let's do that. Like, who cares about what my preferences are? Let's do that. And um, I, uh, yeah, I I would change, I would change that. Yeah, no, that's good. Thank you for the honesty. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Uh, Just this one, this is probably unfair because it's not even as part of the questions he posed to you, but just a follow up to that. uh, What would... uh, how would you what's some practical advice how how would you how, how do people change how how would you advise people to go about making that change that change in their heart how do you look at through that lens i wish i had a great i wish i had a great answer for you on that uh, and again it's 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 um it's this is not everybody like there there are, are so many people who that is who they are. They don't care about what they like or. Don't. I mean, it's it's about hey man, we are on a, a on a kingdom mission, right? We are we are we are about to attack the gates of hell, to, right? There are people who are like yeah. that. I think the hard part, the reason I don't have a great answer, is because you know I, I feel like I'm I'm okay at casting vision. I feel like you know hopefully I'm 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 I'm, I'm okay at it. But I've had I've had a lot of conversations <laughs> with someone who maybe again they're upset about hey why don't we do these kinds of songs anymore or why why does youth ministry look like this today when when I was going through it it looked like this and you know those sorts of things change manager right change management kind yeah. of stuff and 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 I can like I can make it real for them where I can say hey listen you you told me a month ago that you were really upset because your grandson has, has gone down this road and, and you don't think it's the right path. It's not healthy. He's getting into trouble. He's doing all these kinds of things. He's not a part of the church. And I'll just tell you, man, like, like I, I want to reach your grandson. Like, can we reach that grandson? Like, let's do whatever we can do to make sure that that, that, that he has an encounter with Jesus and, and, and sees the, the relevance of the things that we're going through and bring them back. And, and, I would think that if I were a grandfather, that would resonate with me. Um, but I've had way more conversations than not, where we get into the conversation, and it, it I guess it hasn't resonated, <laughs> and it's still like, well, but I still want it the way that I want it, and I want that to still be appealing to my grandson. I'm like, I, I hear you, but it's not, and right. so let's, let's kind of, you know, so let's kind of push forward in this. Um, and so that's, I think, I think, so if there is an answer, it's just, it's, it's self-awareness. It's, it's self-awareness yeah. to say, Hey, I am, man, it really is just about me right now. Or it's about you know, a preference that I'm having. Uh, and again, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. Like all of us have that. All of us have, have, have that. Um, I had someone say to me one time that, that the things that tended to reach a person for Jesus tend to be the things that they want to see continued on because in their head, that's what reaches people 
for Jesus mm-hmm. and not realizing that it may have just been a method that was super effective in a period of time, but that now right. you know, methods have, have moved on and changed. So, uh, yeah, I would encourage that. I would just self-reflection, self-awareness, be able to say, hey, at the end of the day, why am I really so upset about this? Like, is it because I don't think we're, that as a church, we're accomplishing the mission of Jesus? Or is it because it's not my favorite thing? Hmm. And, you know, and I'm maybe, <laughs> maybe prioritizing <laughs> that over maybe what it should be right now. Yeah. No, yeah. no, that's good. I, I never really thought about the fact, you know, uh, people being comfortable with what, what, you know, with what feels comfortable and what brought brought them to Jesus, you know. So no, that's a that's a great point. And yeah, I'm I'm, I'm glad you answered it for this reason alone. I mean, maybe there is somebody listening that uh, um, that that resonates with tonight. Maybe that that explanation. Maybe somebody will. Uh, Maybe that'll get some people to thinking about that. I mean, because like you said, you know, the kingdom-minded attitude, right? How much, how much more effective could the church be if, mm-hmm. you know, if, if that was, uh, you know, how we approached? Yeah, and and, and again, I'm not ta- I'm not talking like gospel or biblical stuff, right? I mean, of course, mm-hmm. like I think any pastor sure. ought to be willing to sit down and have a conversation with someone who has questions about hey, a theological, uh, you know, issue that maybe they picked up in a message or, you know, a, a, yeah. a, a biblical, like, you know, that's, again, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. I think, unfortunately, um, a lot of times we will elevate methodology to the level of theology, right. and, you know, and say, oh, well, no, this, we got to do yeah. it this way, or we got to do it that way. And, and um, I, I think we get into, trouble we end up running around in circles we end up accomplishing a lot less when when we end up making issues of methodology equivalent it's issues of again theology um biblical yeah. um foundational kind of stuff yeah yeah if you had to throw a number that people that come to you to discuss theology versus methodology what would you say that percentage is Oh, um, <laughs> 0.6%. <laughs> as precise as possible, please. It is, it is, it is, it is high, high, high in the methodology yeah. uh, camp. Um, yeah. You know, it, it is 90 plus percent <laughs> in, in, in that camp over uh over over the the other so now yeah. that that's it that's what i'm looking for i was looking for that for that perspective yep. right there that, that that was what i wanted yeah to get out there so but i i'm gonna stop picking on you now i'm gonna let <laughs> pick on you a little bit yeah no that makes sense that got me think that got me thinking because there's a lot of uh like the was i'll use uh, like the music uh style mm-hmm. for instance mm-hmm. um i i like the um older hymns better Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't have a problem with the, you know, with the newer, uh, uh, what is it called? Contemporary Christian music. Mm-hmm. With, I don't, I don't necessarily care for the style, which I don't care for that style of music. You know, if I was listening to outside of church <laughs> on the radio, yeah. I was like, I'm not, I'm not into that type of music. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, get into it anyway. But as far as, it's like you're saying, if the theology is good in the, in the worship songs, it's it should be fine it's just like you said yeah preference and but at the same time the re, i think like you said the reason why i prefer that because that's what i grew up in that's what i got what i knew when i got saved and and it they're they're memorized in my head so you know, yeah. <laughs> just thinking yeah, sure. 
Yeah, first and third verse. I don't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, one, two, and four, man. That's I got right. Two, one, two, one, two, and four. <laughs> the mythological third verse that no one ever. Right. Yeah. What? All right. So th- this is going on to the next next question. There's no way, real way to, or easy way to segue into this one. But do you find the ministry lonely? Um, and if you do, how do you combat that? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I think people are, are surprised to hear stuff like that. I think sometimes that, that, that pastoral ministry is, is lonely. Um, uh, and I would say, I, I feel very fortunate and very blessed in, in the time that, that, that I've, I've been a part of ministry to not battle some of, of, of the loneliness that I think a lot of people I know have, like, I, I mean, it's still lonely. It can still be a lonely thing. Um, I, I mean, I know a lot of folks who, you know, just feel like they are on an Island by themselves. They can't be fully themselves, you know, around members of, of their church. And, and, um, and it's not that they're trying to hide, it's just that, again, it's that expectation piece, right? There's an expectation piece um, that, that I think and the pressure that some, that some pastors feel. Um, and, and it's not just, it's not just pastors who are leading churches. I mean, I, I, you know, having played different roles in the church, you know, you can feel lonely when you feel like you're the youth pastor who, who is the only personal staff who really cares about the, the, the youth ministry of the church. You know, you, wow. you can feel lonely if you're that, that, that group's pastor who's like, man, no one seems to care you know, no one else on staff is bought into this, this vision for what we're trying to do through community. You know, you can feel lonely yeah. sort of no matter what role you're in in the church. Um, so the way that, that, that we're set up, um, our executive pastor doesn't report to me. Our executive pastor sits at the same level of the, of the church that, that I do. We both sit on an elder team uh, and then we both ultimately report to that, to that elder team. Um, and that's a style of government. That's probably actually a podcast episode of itself. The, the, the pros and cons of different church government, right? You right. Know, things like that. Right. There, there, are, there are aspects of the way that we have things set up that are good. There are aspects that, that are hard. One of the really good aspects of it is I do feel like I have a partner in ministry. Um, and, uh, and, and that has, we have both had many afternoons many evenings where we've texted each other or called each other to sort of like oh gosh this is this is frustrating me or or man like i wish this could be different or or hey did you hear about this how amazing is that like so so i will say that i feel like i have a partner in ministry but it, it is um it i will absolutely acknowledge that there are many days where you do feel alone in a lot of ways yeah yeah um and as far as the, the follow-up to that, uh, h- how do you combat that? I guess in your case, you've been fortunate. Uh, but has there been an instance where that wasn't your structure maybe? And uh, you Yeah, sure. Way to kind of- you, 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 I mean, you've got to have – well, so two things. You, you, can't let it, you can't let it make you afraid of having deep friendships in the church where you are. Okay. And I think that's where it leads some people is there's a fear of, oh no, I'm going to, because they've had this experience. I'm going to develop a deep friendship in this church. And then this person is going to decide that they don't like something that we're doing in children's ministry. And then they're going to leave the church. And all of a sudden this friendship that I've developed is now gone. 
and and it hurts and and i mean you know i've had that experience i'm sure a lot of people who've been in ministry have had that that experience um i still think that you 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 can't let it take you to the place where you're you're not developing any friendships in that in the body where you're serving um however having said that i think it is healthy to have friendships outside of the church you know whether it's with other pastors whether it's with people that um maybe you were were members of your church um uh, before that you know you're no longer serving in that church right you, that can look like different right. things but it's healthy to have someone that you can call who's not a part of the church and be like man can i just tell you that this other person on staff man they offended me today and i need you to like help me through you know process through this <laughs> and you don't want to go to someone who's yeah. a part of the church and have that conversation you know it's just that's yeah, that's yeah. that's not appropriate in my mind um and so yeah. having people that you can call and and share wins with share losses with um process through what you're experiencing um real friends um in ministry i think are are essential and uh i i hope i hope uh everyone who's a part of 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 the church and a part of ministry either has those or is actively seeking them out yeah that's good yeah i i asked that question because i know you know, I know some people have I've, I've, I've wondered that. I, I've, I've imagined it's, it, it can get fairly lonely, um, like you said, because if you don't have someone to, if nobody's ministering to the minister, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and there's no uh, nobody that they feel like they can go and uh, talk to about their problems or whatever, because there's only so much you can talk to about with your, I hate, I, I'm going to get some flack for this but there's only so much you can talk to about your spouse, you know, or with your spouse, you know, and there's some stuff you don't want to go to your spouse, yeah. but they're going to the same church and everything yeah. else. If you talk to them about a certain issue you're having within the church that can, you know, be a point of contention for them with that other person, you know, sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. or, or, it, you know, they, they may not, I don't think a lot of times, you know, you know, and vice versa, we don't always understand the problems that we're facing, you know, of, with their spouse, you know, that we don't understand the problems they're facing and vice versa, you know, yeah. I, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I, yes. I think, I think you, you, you've got to be um, discerning when it comes to like what you're sharing and how much you're sharing. And is it something that's bringing your spouse down? Is it something yeah. that, that they're struggling with? And, and every spouse is going to be different. I mean, I, I have a spouse who um, is not afraid if I vent to her about something or someone, she's not afraid to say, I hear you, Joe, but uh, you're kind of sucking in this situation yourself. You need to be, you know, be better about playing. I'm like, oh, I just wanted you to agree with me, right? You know, and, <laughs> and so she's willing to kind of call me out on stuff, which is awesome, which is super helpful uh, to, to help give a little perspective. Um, I, you know, a lot of us, maybe, you know, our spouse is always going to be on our side. And that's, that's great too. It, you know what I'm saying? Just, it's just a different perspective in, in terms of all of that. But there, there are definitely moments where I've turned to my spouse for some counsel and advice and it's great. And then there are other times situations where I've thought to myself, you know what, this is, she, she doesn't need to carry this same weight that I'm carrying. So I'm not yeah. going to bring this one up. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. So do you have a message for someone now who may be struggling with their faith or Christianity in general? Um, yeah, that's, uh, again, I want to try to be concise um, with that. I, it, it depends a little bit on the reason for their struggle, right? I mean, the message or what I would say to a person changes depending on 
hey, are they struggling because they've lost a loved one? And so they're questioning the goodness of, of, of God. Are, are they struggling from an intellectual place of just, you know, they just doubt that this is real? Are they struggling um, because they feel their experience of, of Christians in the world today is a bunch of mean people who seem to hate all their friends? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, where, mm-hmm. where, where is their struggle <laughs> right com- yeah, coming yeah. from? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And, and, and to that, I, I mean, I, I would just say, um, I, I hope you can find a, uh, a Jesus follower, um, who cares about you and who loves you and, and is, is, doesn't think that you're a terrible person because you are struggling with aspects of faith and Jesus and Christianity and, and that you can talk to and, and, and get an experience of, 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 of why is it that they believe what they believe and, and uh, what has been their experience with it? Because the, I will say that is maybe one of the universal things that I, I, I am seeing is you've got people who had an experience in church who have now run from the church. You have other people who have no experience with church who just have no interest in, in the church, but there is this sort of universal um, Christianity has become kind of the, the, the cultural, um, enemy, uh, the, the, the cultural, like easy to beat up and make fun of. Yeah. And, um, and, and I think that there is a, there's a, there's a depth, there's some, there's something deeper, um, than that, that, that if, if an individual would be willing to sort of give it a chance and to dive in, um, they may find some, some things they're not expecting to find. Right. Um, but there has to be a willingness um, to 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 take some risks, to maybe be willing to have your mind changed, um, be willing to have an experience that maybe you're not expecting, um, and then and then um, also a willingness, uh, or hopefully not just a willingness, but a uh, an actual person on the other end that you can find and talk to about some of these doubts and questions. Right. All right. Yeah, thanks, Joe, for uh, not taking the easy road and let us uh, beat you up a little bit with some questions and all that. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, appreciate you coming here and again, appreciate your honesty and transparency through this. Uh, yeah, it's a pleasure having you on again. No, my pleasure, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's always always a good time. All right, guys, what do you think? Let us know. Facebook, we're on uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, just about wherever you can get your podcast. Y'all have a good week. Tony, Joe, appreciate it. Y'all have a good week. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Joe.